Hey, what's up, guys? Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. Today, I wanted to talk to you and tell you a little bit about Anchor. It is the podcast platform that we use here for FMBA Nation, and it is probably the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. First of all, it's free. Secondly, there's tons of creation tools that you can use to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will also help you with the distribution of your podcast so it can be heard on different types of platforms such as Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and more. You can even make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything that you need to make a podcast and more all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to www.anchor.fm to get started. All right, this is Bill Brower with FMBA Nation coming to you from the Serve Pro Studios here in Rahway, New Jersey. I've got a very special guest joining me today. I've got the honor and privilege to be joined by Bill Spadia. He is a former United States Marine. Thank you for your service. Um, he's the morning show host at New Jersey 101.5. He's also the host of Chasing News, co-host of Speaking Podcast and co-host of Speaking Recovery, a new podcast that's being released. We'll talk about that here in a little bit. Um, and he's also a special guest judge at the <laughs> court event. Um, in addition to Bill's background and experience in the media, he also ran for nominee for United States Congress for New Jersey's 12th Congressional District back in 2004. And for those of you who listen to his show on NJ 101.5, you would agree with me that Bill has been an avid supporter and advocate for New Jersey firefighters, police officers, EMTs, and dispatchers. Um, Bill, thanks again for taking the time out of your day to sit down and talk with me here for a little bit. Uh, we Bill, thanks for having me. Yeah. Thank you. Thanks for having me. It, uh, I'll tell you, it is, it's my honor. And I will tell you, starting with just the event itself, you mentioned uh, cooked and uncorked. I'll, I'll tell you, our, uh, our friend Eddie Donnelly, who I think is one of the most outstanding union leaders that anyone could have. He's a stand-up guy, stands up for his members and gets it, you know, that it's about leadership. But that event is truly about the food. It is unbelievable how good the food is from the different firehouses across New Jersey. Who knew that it wasn't just a, a uh, you know, a, a tale that was told that the firehouse cooks are, man, the stuff they produce, and it's shocking. It's not just chili. Like, they really make some gourmet stuff. I love being a part of that event. It's one of my most look forward to events that I have, and I, I love giving that quick little speech just to say hi and welcome everybody, mm -hmm. because for a guy like me in the media, you know, look, I, I'm, I'm on radio, I'm, I'm on TV, and our shows, uh, I'm blessed that they're doing well, and it gives me an opportunity to talk honestly, about the things that I'm passionate about. And one of those things is standing up for first responders. And I spent a lot of time talking about cops and firefighters, you're right, and EMTs and dispatchers, because it's not an activist on the other end of 911. It's a real mm -hmm. person with a family that is going to go into a dangerous situation and pull you out of it at risk to their own health, safety, and sometimes their lives. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, you know, to start out the, the, the event, um, you know, you mentioned it, we've got some hidden gems here, uh, you know, and, and that's, that's in, in the fire service, right? I mean, it's one of the staples yeah. in the fire service. The kitchen is a staple. It's where we all come back to, you know, it's a place where we can uh, find refuge, you know, after uh, an incident or a call, you know, maybe a good, bad or indifferent, 
Um, you know, so that's that's like the lifeline of the of the firehouse. So we take great pride in that, and uh, we're very thankful for everyone that can be in uh, attendance to that event, as well as uh, people like yourself who appreciate what we do um, and, and can respect what we do and take part in that event. So. Thanks, Bill. I appreciate you saying that. And I, I will say that it, you know, it's one of those events where it's not just showing appreciation to all the the uh, the staff of the firefighters and the EMTs and everybody that, that comes to the event, but it's a great opportunity for the public to really interact and see that that there's a there's a person on the other end of that, somebody with a family, somebody with the same interests that they have. And I, I think too often certain jobs are sort of put off in a corner like we don't really know who you are and that certainly happens a lot with cops i think it also happens with firefighters i mean i i remember growing up and one of the things that kids talked about growing up was i want to be a firefighter i want to be a cop you don't hear that as much today you know we, we've glorified so many things that in my opinion are less productive for society you know we glorify entertainment you know kids want to grow up and they want to be a, a movie star they want to be in hollywood they want to be on stage nothing wrong with that obviously people need to be entertained and that's a valuable career but but i think it's come a little bit at the expense of some of these really tough jobs that are out there that you get some of the most job satisfaction out of when you know you put on that uniform and you head out, the helmet goes on, the boots go on, and the sirens blaze, and you're going to change someone's life, hopefully for the better, to help them get mm -hmm. out of a horrific situation. That's yeah. a real thing. Yeah. It, it, you know, it's, um, you, you kind of touch on a couple things there, and, and it's gratification, right? I mean, mm -hmm. um, it, it's, it's a calling. I think it's, it's something that um, even when you put this uniform on, when you first you know, get the call that you're going to be a police officer, a firefighter, EMT, dispatcher. It's something that you feel special about and you're there, you're making a difference, you're saving lives. Again, you're dialing 911 on the other side of the line and that's could possibly be the worst day of your life. Yeah. And it's, uh, you know, something that we're coming into to try and make better. So that's there's instant gratification there. For me, it's about I get up every day and I know if I'm in trouble, if my family's in trouble, there's a cop, there's a firefighter, there's an emergency medical person, there's a dispatcher that is there to help. And it's only three digits away on my phone. That's amazing. That's an amazing part of life in America. But that only happens because people step up to do it. And you do it despite all the negativity. You do it despite all of the clickbait media that, that, that so often puts first responders in a bad light. It's almost like you know, you're, you're damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. You know, you try to save the person. And if you do something wrong, the weight of the world is on yeah. that emergency first responder. And I, I feel there's, a, there's got to be a return to some normalcy in our world. And normalcy is you elevate the first responders. Normalcy is you elevate the cops and the firefighters and say, these are the men and women who are the true heroes in our society. Because no matter what you say with budgets and everything else, there isn't enough money to pay our first responders what they truly deserve for the job that they do. So the least I can do is talk about it as often as I can. You have been adamant and uh, have been very uh, good and professional at portraying the facts about all this stuff yeah. amongst all the fake news and the fear mongering scary, and everything else right? that's been going on. It's very scary. I mean, yeah. you know, we're, we're on the front lines of this bill and know. you know, we're seeing different things and it's, it's even hard for us as first responders to get that same message to our own families to, to, right. to bring them off the ledge well, and, and to make them understand that this types of stuff, you know, is, 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 is fear tactics and that kind of thing. So, you know, it's, it's, um, 
it's a unique situation and it's a, it's a unique job. And I think a lot of people don't understand all, also what comes along with that are the stressors and the mental, you know, health things that come along with this job in addition yeah. to all the other things that you had mentioned. Think, think about the healthcare workers that are stricken with the diseases of the people that they're trying to fix and nurse mm -hmm. back to health. And, you know, with something like this, it's, again, you've got, you've got the discussion of, hey, everybody stay home, stay out of the restaurants, you know, don't, don't go out, no, more, no groups of more than 10, et cetera. Well, there are real people on the other end of that economic impact, and people mm -hmm. are being hurt and they're losing their jobs. And when that, you hit a, an economic blow like that, what do you think is going to happen to the budgets? And what's going to happen a year from now when all the fallout sure. is done with this? And these politicians are going to look to the budget and say, well, where can we cut? And they never cut the non-essential. <laughs> they mm -hmm. end up going and cutting where it matters the most. And, and first responders are not only on the front line of responding to emergencies, but typically you're on the front line of trying to push back against politicians that want to save the, their budget money for their pet projects at the expense of yours. And that's mm -hmm. a huge problem. And let's face it, everybody that is uh, quarantined right now, whether voluntarily quarantined themselves or, or other, there's an expectation that no matter what's going on in that house, if they call 911, you guys are going to be there. And, yeah. and, you know, and you've got you've to say goodbye to your wife at, in the morning and say, I'm going off to work, and, and yeah. she knows full well the danger that you could be into. So that, on the other side, is one of the reasons why I've been really striving and fighting very hard to bring some common sense and facts and calm, measured reality to this round. You know, I, I know you're the host of two podcasts, and I kind of want to segue yeah. into this a little bit. Sure. Um, you're the host of Speaking Podcast, which is formerly known as Speaking Millennial. Uh, right. I've listened to, to multiple episodes of that myself. Um, and you have a new podcast, which yeah. is called Speaking Recovery, which focuses on addiction. And, you know, uh, you as well as and since so many other people here in New Jersey know the crisis, which I think has yeah. been overshadowed by so many different things because it's Absolutely. still a major issue here in the state of New Jersey, which is the opioid crisis mm -hmm. and the overdose crisis and all that. All right, let's talk about speaking podcasts first because that's the quick one. That is just a little bit of an outlet for some light conversation. Mm -hmm. And it's, you know, my co-hosts, Jessica Gibson and Jay Black. You know, Jay Black is, a, is really an outstanding comedian, just dropped his first uh, album that he recorded in Philly. He's a very funny guy on stage. He's our, he's our closer. He's right. our, he's our, uh, you know, the, the guy that, that really um, performs at a level that, that is so good that people line up to see him and he's doing great. His career's doing great. This crisis with. Hey guys, Bill Brower here with FMBA Nation. I wanted to take a minute to tell you about ServPro of Central Union County and Western Essex County. These guys are a trusted leader in the restoration industry. They provide 24-hour residential commercial services with highly trained restoration technicians. They're a locally owned and operated business, and they're dedicated to being faster to any size disaster with the training, equipment, and expertise to handle your restoration and cleaning needs. Some of the things that they cover are water damage restoration, fire damage restoration, mold remediation, storm damage restoration, cleaning services, and building services, to name a few. These guys understand the stress and worry that comes with a fire or water damage and the disruption it causes to your life and home or business, and their goal is to help minimize the interruption to your life and quickly make it like it never even happened. 
Our friends over there, Carl Spinner and Bob Morrison, Carl has over 25 years of experience in the industry. Bob Morrison has over 35 years of service industry sales experience. So don't hesitate to give them a call. You can reach them at 908-233-7070. Coronavirus and the government reaction is killing the, the, yeah. uh, the opportunity, though, for a lot of comics like that because they can't get it on the stage because nobody can go out. Yeah. And, and that's, a, that's another thing, another unintended consequence that I don't think anyone thought of. But the speaking podcast, you know, especially during times like this, you're going to be home. It's a great way to take the lighter side because I don't have enough time on the radio and certainly not on TV to, to um, you know, get into the whole personality of things and, and talk about some of the funny uh, things that happen in life. And, and speaking gives us that opportunity to do it. So it's a light conversation and we, you know, we do, we tour, we do comedy shows. It's, it's a lot of fun. We also do a lot of charity events and we've helped out a lot of really good organizations. We, we uh, worked with, um, um, with a couple groups in New Jersey and we've helped like make a wish and others. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's a lot of fun. And, and some of these causes are really, it's an honor to help them. Now, speaking recovery, this idea, I'll tell you the quick story. Um, this goes back a few years that, that on the radio broadcast, I had Lynn and Daniel Regan. Now, Lynn Regan is a mom and her son Daniel is now sober. I think he's going on 10 years mm -hmm. and it's an incredible story. But I upset both of them when I first met them. I brought them on the show. We were talking about the opioid crisis and I said, you know, I understand this is a day-to-day -day battle to stay sober. And they both looked at me like I had three heads. Mm -hmm. And they corrected me. And they said, no, 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 you've got it wrong. I beat this. I won. I'm now sober by choice. I'm not tempted to go back to that dark side. I'm now focused on helping others get to where I am. And I thought, you know, we don't hear a lot about that in the media. The media mm -hmm. tends to portray things as a daily battle because the reality is, the treatment is preferred to a cure because once there's a cure, you don't have a story. Right. And, you know, because it ends. So the ongoing, it's, it's what we've seen with the coronavirus, right? The, the steady drip of instead of reporting all the people that have recovered right, from the right. virus, you know, they report on all the people one at a time that get yep. sick. And, mm -hmm. and it, it's maddening because it paints a picture of desperation. It paints a picture of fear and it leads to panic. And, and we have seen that. And the politicians reacted, in my opinion, they made it worse. That said, same thing with the opioid crisis. Mm -hmm. There seems to be no solution in sight because you've got these treatments that are churn and burn. You put somebody in and, you know, 28 days and boom, they're back out. And the real problem is how do you win? You know, how do you get somebody to the point? And, and, and my friends, the Regans, their story is incredible, and I won't do it justice. Uh, you know, there's actually it's it's speaking. It's a speaking podcast, uh, episode fifty-five, where okay. Lynn explains the story of finding her son in an abandoned hotel, homeless and drugged up in California, and the journey that led to that point is just an incredible one. It'll bring tears to your eyes. But here we are now. Fast forward ten years, and you've got a man that is married and has a beautiful new baby daughter, Tallulah Rose. And, mm -hmm. and wow, what a story. How? Because he beat it. And how did he beat it? Well, he beat it through strength. He beat it through compassion. He beat it with a, with a supportive family and an, and an infrastructure that many people don't have. So they started CFC Loud and Clear, which is a great recovery organization that focuses on sober 
we're living and getting to that point where where you have to have tough love with your family, where you you help coach parents and siblings who are sometimes mm-hmm. the forgotten folks in the in the addiction crisis. And then they started uh, relevance behavioral health. Now this is a new business for them. And it is, well, first I had to go through the bureaucracy of the state of New Jersey, but that's right. an entire other story that took a right. year plus to get the permits, et cetera. Mm-hmm. But, but they're open for business. And I sat and we talked and we said, how do we get the word out to more people? And we came up with the idea of a speaking recovery podcast. And we said, you know what, once a month, we're going to have people come in and we're going to talk about their stories, how they beat addiction what they're doing now, how many years later they are sober. And I'll tell you, it is inspiring to me every time we sit down. We just launched it. We're on our, we've only released two episodes, mm-hmm. but we're, we're picking up steam. And it, I think it's something that's so important. And honestly, it ties back, Bill, to first responders who get yeah. the brunt of this. You know, we had a whole push in this state, uh, really the country, right, uh, over Narcan. Mm-hmm. And thank God for Narcan on one side, you say, thank God, right? It's actually saved lives and given people a second chance yeah. to fight the addiction. The sad part about it is I can't tell you how many first responders I've talked to who have administered Narcan multiple times to the same person, sometimes in the same day. You're talking to one. I've done right? it multiple times. Mm-hmm. How can we as a society accept that as a normal? That mm-hmm. is, it's unacceptable. At mm-hmm. every level, right? I mean, you, you, you've done it. You know, I, every time I say that story, I'll get a, a firefighter or a cop that'll say, oh, yeah, that happened to me. Mm-hmm. I think it's more common than not. Scary to me. Multiple times. I mean, I can tell you at least four instances in, in different people where yeah. it's happened. And, um, you know, it, it's, it's nauseating because, you know, like you said, on one side of the table, this, this medicine is acting as a lifesaver because mm-hmm. it's, it's, you know, alleviating them of this respiratory distress that they're in from the overdose and they're giving a second chance. What are they doing with this second chance? And then you come to find hours later, they are made from the hospital. They get released under their own because they're able to do that because of the the laws and everything else. And they're able to go home and what happens, they go back and use again and you're there three hours later for the same exact thing. You know, it's It's it's, it's nauseating. So, I mean, bringing this to light um, in, in the way that you're doing it, um, I think speaks volumes for you as a person and for the the mission of that podcast and for the stories of uh, those individuals and, and the, fa- the Regan family and, and whatnot. It's really something special. I think that you guys uh, should take great pride in. Thanks, Bill. I, I appreciate you saying that. And I, you know, I, I fall back to the, but for the grace of God, go I, as the saying goes. And, you know, I'm blessed that my two kids are doing great and there's no addiction issue. There's, and, and thank God, right? And, and mm-hmm. you look at it and you say, it, it happens in families where they're totally unexpected. They're like, I don't understand. I was a, a good mom, a good dad. How did this happen? Um, it happens. And people mm-hmm. get caught up in something and they make, you know, a couple of bad choices and whoop, you're gone. And it's interesting, I'll uh, speaking to tie it back to this, um, the crisis uh, that, uh, that we have, which started with a virus and is now uh, further enhanced by, by poor leadership, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I asked Daniel Regan, we were talking about this on the first episode, and Daniel said to me, he said, you know, I hear a lot of people talking about the disease. He said, look, I'm going to tell you, as somebody who's recovered in one, I don't believe it's a disease. He said, it's an infection and an infection has to be treated. And the problem is with an infection, you know, you got it and you've got to deal with it. 
And if you can deal with it the right way, you can beat it. You know, it's not like something that, um, uh, that you'll get and it's like, oh, th there's nothing you can really do about it. Sorry, sorry, you've got this. No, this is something that, that has a solution, but more people need to know about it. And my goal with speaking recovery and, and all the events we do is parents need to know what the resources are. Siblings need to know. Um, your better half needs to know because there are plenty of boyfriend-girlfriend combinations across the state where somebody's using and they're getting out of control and, and you know, people don't know what to do. How do I solve that? How do I step in? And every time I do a broadcast with this, I, I you know, we talk about it and I, I've included all the relevant information um, on my site, which is uh, nj1015.com slash Bill Spadia. Yeah. And people, I encourage them, go to it, you know, listen to that episode number 55 of the speaking podcast and hear the story. I'll tell you, you're going to get chills, you're going to have a tear in your eye. And then take the next step and click on the speaking recovery and say, wow, I, I can make a difference. I can help. So to me, you know, look, it's humbling for me because on one side, I, I, I am so blessed that I am able to do this. I feel blessed that I have a microphone and I have an audience. So I feel the right thing to do is, look, you better have a productive message. I wasn't given this microphone to just talk and waste people's time. I was given the microphone, in my opinion, so I can actually do something positive and constructive and supporting first responders and hopefully getting to the point where we're helping families take hold of and go get the resources that are available to them to save their children, their siblings, et cetera. You know what? Then that's, um, that's what gets me up in the morning. That's how I get up every day at 3.30. <laughs> Got to have something to focus on. Three <laughs> thirty is a little early, but uh, you know, I think three thirty is late, Bill. I think it's actually late, <laughs> not early. That's, that's with with all the things that you got going on between uh, one hundred one five chasing news, the po the podcast, and everything else, you're uh, you're a busy man. That's that's uh, that's got to be a, a challenge for you and your family. But we appreciate what you do for us. Um, you know, the voice that you are on the radio and on chasing news and on the podcasts and whatnot, and. Uh, I can't thank you again enough for taking the time out of your day today to talk to us um, and give us some insight and, and, and really, um, you know, give us, give us some, some, some really good information to our membership. So well, thank you, Bill. And thank you for having me. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to endure having to hear me for 30 minutes and, and uh, you know, and best to your members. God bless every one of your members and, and, you know, Eddie Donnelly and the entire FMBA family, what you do every day for us. Um, you know, it's the least that we can do is step up and share the information and honor the job you do every day. So it's, uh, it's me that owes you the thanks. And I, I really do appreciate the time. I appreciate you lending a voice and, and giving me an opportunity to talk about some of the things that we're doing, because I really truly believe some of these things are, are going to be resources for people that need them. Thank you. And it was an absolute pleasure, Bill. Thanks again. All right. Thanks, Bill. You take care. You as well. All right, guys, thanks for listening to another great episode of FMBA Nation, and stay tuned for some more great content to come. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also listen on the NJ FMBA YouTube channel, as well as Apple Podcasts, Anchor, and the Google Play Store. And if you're interested in becoming a sponsor of the FMBA Nation podcast, please email us at nation at njfmba.org.